For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lincoln Journal Stars Life in the Red podcast. Luke Mullen and Amy Just. And when we're joined by Brent Wagner, that means another volleyball episode coming. Brent, thanks for coming back on the pod. Yeah, you're welcome. And of course, topic for today, NCAA tournament run. Um, we're going to break down a little bit of the regular season, how Nebraska performed, how they got there. Um, and of course, look at the bracket, look at the Huskers' path uh, to potential national championship run. Certainly, that's the goal uh, that they're after. Um, concluding the regular season at 28-1, and the final record, won 27 straight uh, before they lost to Wisconsin, beat Minnesota to close things out, and wanted to start there. Uh, that loss to Wisconsin, obviously, huge match in Lincoln earlier this season. Nebraska beat them there. Uh, but losing to Wisconsin, getting that first loss of the season, what lessons can they take from that? Uh, their defense needs to be better. Uh, just didn't adjust quick enough or well enough to uh, what Wisconsin was doing offensively. And they didn't you know, get enough block touches to give their back row defenders uh chances to to make plays so i would say defensively is is definitely where you start and then obviously you can always stress teams more with the uh, serving anything stand out to you from from the wisconsin match that is exactly it um you wonder uh how nebraska would have played if lindsey Crosby would have been available but again you have to be able to withstand the physical nature that Wisconsin plays with. They are so big up front. And if you don't make adjustments to what they're presenting, it's going to be a long day for you. Yeah, certainly. And of course, they're at full strength, Wisconsin was. Um, so good matchup there uh, to test Nebraska again going into this postseason. But with that regular season slate done, um, you know, obviously it was official a couple of matches before then, but Huskers Big Ten champions for the first time since 2017. Uh, we got some end of season awards out today too. John Cook officially won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Uh, so just how about the job that Coach Cook, the entire coaching staff, and this roster did to to get that Big Ten Championship thereafter? Yeah, it was really impressive. Uh, all those new players, uh, getting him to come in and uh, learn the system and uh, mainly just be focused for, for that long. But then also, you know, they won, uh, they won several matches where they had to rally. So it just shows um, kind of the character of the team and how uh, fierce of competitors they are and how they don't give up even when uh, it looks pretty bad. So really impressive that they won all those five sets. Um, top to bottom, the Big Ten wasn't as good as it has been, but, I mean, Nebraska did it. They played Wisconsin twice. They beat who was the number two team. Uh, Purdue and Penn State were the other good teams. And they beat them both on the road in five sets. So they they definitely earned the the Big Ten championship. Yeah, fewer fewer Big Ten teams selected to the NCAA tournament uh, this year, but certainly it's still such a challenging conference to go through, going on the road and everything. Um, so certainly uh, well done to them for for closing that out, winning that one. But want to go a little bit more in depth talking about these players, um, their performances this year, how Nebraska got it done and got to this point. 
Uh, so we'll start with the attack. And of course, with uh, freshman center Bergen Riley, uh, she had 1,095 assists this year. Uh, that was number 13 in the country with 10.74 assists per set. First team All-Big Ten, uh, first freshman to ever win Big Ten Center of the Year as well. Really, really impressive. And this season, the consistency this consistency that she had, I mean, it started from the first match and it's it's gone the whole way through. Yeah, it's been really impressive how how she's come in and um, she she makes all the hitters better. They can run the outside. They can run. Merrick Beeson obviously has had a lot of great matches. She at times the middle has been good. It's kind of it's been probably a little more hit or miss than some of the other spots. And then that back row has been hit incredibly high percentages from the back row with Harper Murray and uh, Merrick Beeson. You know, a lot of times they. Nebraska and other teams talking about one and you have a back row attack, but it's one of those things that, that doesn't always happen. You know, it's like a football coach. Yeah, we want to run, we want to run. Doesn't always happen. Uh, Nebraska has been able to do it at a really high level uh, this year. And a lot of that is because uh, Bergen knows when it can be successful and then can successfully execute that. I like the cross-sport analogy. I think we, yeah. need, we need more of that. Here, John Cook would be proud. He, uh, yeah. he loves the football analogies. Absolutely. So yeah, Bergen operating at a high level just helped, of course, the entire attack. Um, Nebraska ranking number 11th nationally, 14.2 kills per set, number 15 in hitting percentage as well. And those two leaders uh, in terms of the kills, Merritt Beeson, 389 kills, hit 284. Harper Murray, 336 kills on 250 hitting. I mean, both of them incredible years, all Big Ten selections. And uh, I think we were interested to see maybe Merritt was going to be in that running for Big Ten Player of the Year, but uh, Wisconsin Sarah Franklin got that got that honor instead. Yeah, I can I could honestly have seen that award going either way. Uh, Merritt Beeson is the reason why Nebraska is where Nebraska is. That's not to discredit any of the other talent. I mean, clearly they nearly swept the awards, but Merritt is the glue that has really held them together, both on the court and off of it. Her leadership has just been um, incredible. Uh, Earlier this season, John Cook described her like an angel in that regard to me, which I thought was incredible. He even, you know, credits Merritt for helping keeping him grounded, which I thought was really interesting. So, but her presence on the floor has been incredible. Um, Even when they're not playing great, she's just keeping them together, helping them win in the ugly and finding ways to win. Um, And Harper Murray has just been fun to watch all season. Um, It's no surprise that she won freshman of the year. Um, I guess it could have been Bergen too, because she won center. So it could have gone either way there. Um, But yeah, no, they both played really, really well this season and they're hoping that continues into the postseason. Yeah, it just seems like every match, Mara Beeson just so impactful um, in all the different facets of the game. And certainly, um, you know, when they when Bergen sets it over to Harper, there's always some big connections coming, some potential for big kills. So they've both done a great job there. Uh, as you mentioned, Harper Murray, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, postseason honor for her. And other contributors, Allie Batenhorst, Lindsey Krause, 100-plus kills each. Um, not sure, is there any... Update on on Krause's status if they expect her to to be able to contribute here in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I wonder if uh, John Cook will be able to talk about that later today. Um, she has gone through um, serve and pass, but hasn't played, and she's been testing out that ankle. But um, it looks like she's close. But um, we'll wait for an update from him. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully encouraging news um, on her status. She's been out a little bit. Um, would be a, a big boost that attack depth wise as well. 
Uh, but two, when we're talking about uh, this attack, got to mention the middles, Andy Jackson and Becca Alec. Uh, in particular, Andy Jackson, 208 kills, uh, hit 408, which was the 15th best hitting percentage in the whole country. Becca Alec, 162 kills as well. Uh, they really did a great job getting these middles involved. Yeah, it's been it's been great. There's been a lot of years where Nebraska maybe has one, had one really good middle blocker and one not as good. It's it's been really great that uh, you have two of them. There's so there's always a you know an offensive threat and um, Andy's continuing to improve as a blocker. I think and uh, yeah, her her athleticism uh, leads to a lot of great things. Yeah, both those players super impactful both sides of the net. And in terms of the defense, too, um, Nebraska, that's been one of the calling cards of the team this year. Um, held opponents to 141 hitting percentage, third lowest uh, nationally. And those two middles, of course, big part of uh, their play. Beck Alec, 120 blocks. Andy Jackson, 105 blocks. Both of them second team, all Big Ten selections. Merritt Beeson, also really good at the net, 80 blocks. It's been a, a key part of the winning strategy, getting those uh, players to impact the, the game at the net. Yeah, uh, over the years, regardless of who Nebraska has had, defense has been a big staple under John Cook. That is, you have to you have to serve well, you have to pass well, and you have to play defense really well and under him, and then everything else will kind of figure out a way to come together. And that has continued this season with what they've been able to do at the net and then in the back row um, on defense has been pretty spectacular this year. Yeah, of course, I think everybody... Knew Lexi Rodriguez coming back was going to be so consistent. And certainly everything that happened this year uh, showed that she was first team all Big Ten pick, also named Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year for the second time in her career. Uh, Laney, Laney Choboy, also really good defense as well. Um, just overall defensive play from from the team seemed to be at a really high level this year. Yeah, I mean, they they awfully, obviously work at it really hard. Uh, Jalen Rays does a great job scouting. And then it's just kind of what carries over from how determined the players are offensively and how they don't quit. I mean, you you see that a lot in uh, defense, just uh, doing all they can to uh, keep the ball from hitting the floor. We saw that obviously uh, famously from Laney Choboy earlier this year when she ran into the student section to keep a ball alive. And I mean, that just kind of sums up how how they attempt to play defense. And then just some exceptional athletes like uh, Harper Murray. She can, uh, her athleticism allows her to uh, get to a lot of balls. Yeah, that uh, that showboy play that's going to be on the highlight reel for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had a fun a fun time talking with her about that play and just what um, that illustrates um, and who she is as a player. Um, she's been doing that forever. She's not afraid of anything. Um, which, you know, John Cook is kind of afraid of, that she's not afraid of anything. He doesn't want her to get hurt, obviously. Going to run into a wall. <laughs> well, she has in practice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she has showed me videos of that. Um, and with Lexi, her stats may have been down a little bit this season, but another football analogy for you, she on the floor is like a lockdown corner. You don't want to go to them because they're going to make you pay. And so that's why, uh, if you're wondering why her stats, she didn't have as many digs as she's had in the past, that's why no one wants to hit to her, because she's so good. And certainly her range, too, when they do hit in her direction is very impressive, um, a big part of why she's so impactful. So that's the roster. That's how they've done. That's how they've gotten here to this point. NCAA tournament beginning this weekend. Uh, let's preview it, talk about who Nebraska is going to face 
Uh, they're past the national championship game, perhaps. And that will start Friday. Uh, Nebraska, the number one overall seed in the tournament, opening up against Long Island University, uh, making the trip from the East Coast. Anything uh, notable for for fans to expect from Long Island? I mean, it's just uh, it's, uh, one of those great stories, I think, from the that you get with an NCAA tournament that regardless of what happens, I mean, a few weeks ago, they were the number four seed, I believe, in their conference tournament and go win two matches at the conference tournament and you get to come to Lincoln, Nebraska and play in front of 8,000 fans and just see what you can do. And that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's just really, really cool part of the NCAA tournament that these, uh, these conferences get an automatic bid and uh, they earned it. They have a fun mascot. They're the sharks, in case you didn't know. Really? Are there a lot of sharks in, in Long Island? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just questioning that. That's my initial. Maybe. It's next to <laughs> yes, the water. It's possible. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just thought it was cool when I was doing my research there because that was not one that I was familiar with. Yeah, certainly a, a less, less used mascot there. And the other opening round match that will take place uh, before Nebraska, Long Island there Friday night at the Devaney Center. Number eight seed Missouri will play Delaware. Of course, winner there will face winner of Nebraska, Long Island. Uh, do you like how this weekend kind of shapes up for Nebraska, the teams that they've got involved? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think um, it'll more than likely be Nebraska-Missouri uh, in that second round match. And I think Nebraska should have no problem with that. Um, for those who are thinking, oh, Delaware, they were here last year. No, that's Delaware State. A little different. Um, but yeah, no, I fully expect it to be Nebraska-Mizzou uh, in the round of 32. Yeah, certainly for, I think, for pretty much all the top seeds in the, the volleyball tournament, opening weekend, taking care of business. Uh, those are the kind of things that go hand in hand. But as we look ahead a little bit, if Nebraska, you know, keeps progressing out, uh, potential seeded opponents they could play in the Sweet 16, number five, Georgia Tech, or number four, Florida, notably where Mary Beeson just transferred from. Oh, yeah. I asked her about yeah. it, and she said she was surprised. Um, not that they got into the tournament, but that they were in Nebraska's side of the bracket. So um, if that happens, she said she's looking forward to it, but a lot of volleyball for her to play first before she thinks about that. Absolutely. And I'm sure that 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 always be odd circumstances too. you know, ex-teammates that I'm sure, you know, she wants to do so well. So we'll see what happens there. But something to note, that could be a potential Sweet 16 matchup. And the seeded teams coming out of the bottom half of the bracket, number three, Arkansas, number six, Florida State, number seven, James Madison, and number two, Kentucky, team that Nebraska played earlier this season. Um, you know, obviously upsets can happen, you know, no guarantee um, that these seeded teams are what make it out. But as you look to the past of the final four, um, potentially Kentucky, you know, is the one that jumps out as maybe that elite eight matchup. Um, just what do you think about the way that this half of the bracket is going to shake out? Yeah, I think it's, it's uh it's a great opportunity for Nebraska this week to kind of start the tournament off well. I mean, a lot of times in this first round match, they struggle against these. I mean, it's going to be a much smaller team. And every time after that match, John Cook talks about how, you know, we struggled to it. took us a while to adjust. And this is a great opportunity for Nebraska to come and um, have have watched film and followed the game plan and prove that, you know, they're they're incredibly focused on uh, the first match and then going from there. And um, like some people will like probably think they're looking ahead, but I think with this team, they're, they're just kind of, they're kind of throwbacks. They're like, who do we play? 
let's see how well we can play. Let's see how badly we can beat them, and then and then we'll go on to the next team. Yeah, that's that's definitely been their mentality all season, especially when you know when that first Wisconsin match was coming up. It was very much day to day, match to match. I mean, they were super focused about everything. So, good point for that one. And also worth noting that uh, in-state programs, Omaha and Creighton, also making the NCAA tournament. So three Nebraska schools um, competing for the NCAA volleyball uh, national championship in coming up. Division one, Nebraska has eight schools playing in the postseason this season in general, regardless of division, which is pretty cool. Yeah, really impressive. And talking about Nebraska's NCAA tournament chances, two different discussion points. Um, we'll start off with maybe the the things that need to happen, you know, what has to go right uh, for this Nebraska team to contend for the national title? Yeah, I think we're going to, I'll start with serving. Um, they need to continue to serve aggressively, but not too aggressively. Um, you never want uh, a, a a run to end on a short serve. Um, that's really deflating. Um and then, of course, their defense. It's been their calling card all season, and they need to stick with it. Um, it they need to have a bounce back in that aspect after that loss to Wisconsin, and they know that, too, and they're not going to shy away from it. Mm-hmm. And this team is obviously super talented, performed at a very high level all year. That final loss to you know Wisconsin was the only setback. But on the flip side, maybe the more negative, what could happen that would prevent Nebraska from reaching the national championship? Uh, a lot of what we saw in the Wisconsin match, uh, struggling to get the get the block touches, not necessarily the, even the the stuff blocks, which are great, but just getting getting lined up correctly so that the back row defense can can go to work and be exceptional. Uh, I think Nebraska continues to need to be the balanced attack. So you know most of the hitters are having a good night, obviously. Um, you know, Barrett Beeson's probably going to have to have some big matches offensively, but you want to, you know, consistently be getting somebody from the middle, um, consistently begin being, uh, getting somebody having a good match on the outside. Um, so just continue to have balanced offense as much as they can and, uh, get that, get that blocking, uh, improved a little bit. Yeah, certainly that is a, a dangerous spot that a lot of teams fall into. If you're relying on one hitter too heavily, things start going badly. Uh, yeah, that can be a, a tough recipe. So those are a little bit of the factors, but it's prediction time. We gotta we'll start off, predict the final four, then we'll get to our national championship match outcome. Uh, I'll just go first because I'm probably the no probably needed. Definitely the least knowledgeable uh, here at this this podcast of us three. Uh, my four final four teams, I'm gonna go Nebraska, Louisville, Wisconsin, and Stanford. Um, you know, four for those teams that are definitely going to be in the mix, I think, you know, Nebraska, Wisconsin, those are our two that a lot would look look to nationally. Those other two may be a little bit more up in the air. What do you think? I agree with you on most things. And it wouldn't surprise me if Stanford makes the final four. They've had a really uh, great uh, conference run. Um, but I have Nebraska, Wisconsin, Louisville, and Texas. Um, I just think that even though Texas isn't the number one seed in uh, in their side of the bracket, I still think they find a way to get things done. They did have an uncharacteristic loss to K-State, who was on the bubble of making the tournament and didn't quite get there late in the season. Um, but I think they bounce back from that. 
um, because they always seem to play well in the postseason. And then me picking Louisville over number one seed Pitt, I do think the Elite Eight match comes down to that. Um, In the two matches that uh, those two teams faced one another uh, during the regular season, uh, Louisville swept them, uh, Louisville swept Pitt at Louisville, and then it was a five-set loss uh, to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, where three of those games, including the fifth set, were uh, decided by deuce games. So whoever comes out the victor in that one, if they both advance to the Elite Eight, of course, it's going to be really thrilling. Um, And even if you're not a Nebraska volleyball fan, that will be a must-watch game because those two teams have been so good all year. And... um, but I think Louisville uh, gets the better of them. But that game will be at Pitt, and that may make a difference. Yeah, two great ACC teams. And I will say I, I picked Louisville, maybe not the best reasoning, but uh, their setter, Ellie Glock from Wahoo, Nebraska Connection. Of course, Louisville made a great NCAA tournament run last season, too. So uh, a lot of a lot of belief in them and their ability to do it again. But Brent, you're the expert here. I won't claim that uh, my picks are all going to be right. Who do who do you have here? I got uh, Nebraska, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, and Texas. Texas hasn't been as consistent this year, but uh, you know, in a one match setup like that, I, that's a team that still has a lot of firepower. Skinner, uh, Asia O'Neill, Molly Phillips, um, still can can have really big matches. So that's. Uh, that would be obviously a great match if uh, Tex- Texas and Stanford met up in the uh, Elite Eight. We've got us going Louisville. You're going Pittsburgh. Any uh, any reason? Uh, yeah, I was just really impressed with them last year uh, in the tournament and a lot of the same players. Mm-hmm, for sure. So those are our final four teams. But let's predict the national championship. Who's playing? Who's winning? How many sets? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the hometown team. I'm going to say Nebraska. Gets it done, beats Wisconsin in five sets. Um, obviously, those two matches they played this year have both been great, but I think it's uh, it's time for a national championship to go to the distance. Both those teams so talented, it's just uh, hard to say who gets the edge in that one. So I think I think five sets uh, it could it could go either way, but I'm saying Nebraska over Wisconsin. Yeah, that's what I had too. I think there's going to be a lot of deuce games. I think it's going to come down to. Uh, the basics, you know, can Nebraska hold up against Wisconsin's physicality? And I think in a neutral court setting where there will be a lot of Nebraska fans, because Nebraska fans travel like crazy, um, and there are a lot of Nebraskans that live in Florida, my mother included, um, and I think that will help. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a close one, uh, and everybody uh, should be tuning in on ABC for that one um, if that is what comes to pass but yeah nebraska they tune in regardless well they should yeah. tune in regardless <laughs> it's nationally televised uh, i believe for the first time ever um so yeah on abc on a sunday december 17th i think um but yeah no i have nebraska beating wisconsin in five but truly anything can happen certainly brent you agree with us going different no i'll go nebraska over wisconsin um I would say if that if that is the case, that would, Nebraska would have to have a a very very balanced attack to uh, match equal uh, Sarah Franklin, what Sarah Franklin has the potential to do, and then obviously everybody remembers Anna Schreck, what she did in the national championship match against Nebraska too. So another great player, but uh, if if Nebraska wins, I think uh, a lot of it would have to be with uh, Nebraska having a balanced attack. Yeah. So certainly, I mean, 
all these different national seeds, um, you know, a lot of the, the same programs that have had a lot of postseason success. And I think looking at this field, I think everybody all year has looked at Nebraska and Wisconsin. They've been on a collision course in the Big Ten nationally as well. So that's what we expect. Again, Huskers and Badgers potentially uh, to play for a national championship, but a lot of volleyball has to happen before they get there. And of course, NCAA tournament action, it starts here in Lincoln at the Devaney Sports Center Friday night, Missouri, Delaware, and then Nebraska playing Long Island at 7 p.m. So look forward to seeing everything that both of you are able to, to churn out following this NCAA tournament run. All those stories, all that coverage will be available to you at journalstar.com. And I think that'll do it for our NCAA tournament volleyball preview. Appreciate you coming on, Brent, uh, to share the analysis. And of course, appreciate all of you listeners and viewers uh, for t- tuning in, checking out this one. We'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.